Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The crown is over, but we're just getting started. My name is Grace. I am here with a special guest filling in for Shannon. Guest, this is Latanya Stark. Latanya, how you doing? I'm doing great and happy to be filling in for Shannon because I finally met her in person, and she oh, is a yes. delight. Um, so the idea of filling in for Shannon, who traveled literally 27 hours to be at the uh, Know It Alls event, is great. I'm excited to be here, and I love this show. Back, LT. The Crown back. is back. Uh, all, all ten episodes of season five have dropped. We have watched uh, of of the Crown. Um, just overall, what did you think of the premiere, LT? Uh, I thought it was a strong start. Honestly, um, I am always kind of buoyed. No pun intended, because there was a lot of like naval <laughs> imagery in this episode. Always kind of buoyed yeah. by. Uh, seeing kind of what landscape they're introducing us to in the first episode of the crown in the first episode of each season. And this season very much seems like a powder keg that is just about to explode. And that's exactly what this time was like for the Royal family. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, I was buoyed by the initial episode. I thought it was gorgeous as usual. The scenery is always fantastic in the crown. The shots were great. I love the little lighthouse that they went to. I love the fact that the queen is being p- compared to an old ship. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. What's the to, metaphor. Uh, 
the metaphor is really like on the nose uh, this episode yeah, of like it is uh, this is our ship and it was brand new in 1950 and now it's old and decrepit <laughs> okay all right enough yeah um, calm down <laughs> yeah yeah um but i thought a very strong start to the season i think the powder keg nature that you were talking about i think is certainly uh, echoed by john major as he's like well mm-hmm. the olds are out of touch and the young are out of control so exactly. uh you know and i think He's on the verge of having to be the one who might have to be responsible for all of this happening, which, as we know from true to life events, certainly the Charles and Diana of it all is a certainly going ready to 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 blow um, uh, and be the end. But I thought a very strong first episode. I, I still think that you know the first episode of season three was a was was tough because you know. Certainly, we're all in on the on the shtick now. It's like, oh yeah, okay, now Melda Staunton yeah. plays Queen Elizabeth. We all know, right. but at the same time, it still does like take your brain a little bit to get used to, and you're like comparing much more than you would. Like you're already comparing them to real people, and then you're comparing them to the performances that came before them. Yes, um, that's so true. Yeah, who's yeah. your favorite so you're, queen? You're kind of so like. Far. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Claire Foy, right? I you mean, really Claire can't. Foy. Claire Foy was just to the point. Yeah, they to keep the point that in back. each season they're like, "How about we bring her back?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Claire Foy as the queen. I wish that I, I I'm glad that Hollywood, uh, essentially Britain, is giving an opportunity for uh, older actresses to actually play roles because that's something that we see a lot where it's just like younger actresses putting on you know, facial prosthetics or using CGI to look older. They could have very easily done that because I think Claire Foy can do anything, really. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do like But the they decided they to have... do this. Yeah, swap, swap, uh, swap in. New yeah, new yeah. And, and it's, yeah. it's always, the reason why I'm always kind of wondering what the first episode is going to be like is because of that, the season three, episode one, uh, where everything was so jarring, even though I knew it was going to happen. Everything was so jarring. And I, I think that that was the season that was like a almost a rebuilding year. Like it took them a season with that cast to get the dynamic right. And so I'm, I'm hoping that it seems like this season with this cast just seems to gel immediately. Like we, it helps that we are introduced to them essentially during a party. So we get to see everyone's personalities, mm-hmm. but um, I do love the way that, immediately we're starting to get into the storyline about Charles seeking for the queen to abdicate. Um, Immediately we witness the marriage troubles between Charles and Diana, which are, it's kind of difficult to watch um, Mm -hmm. honestly, but also just because of how much I love like gossip and how much my family has always loved the Royal family. Like it was, I wasn't, I don't think I was alive when Charles and Diana got married, but it was definitely on tape in my house and would get watched right. like, like just yes. Royal fanatics. So I grew up with all of that. And I grew up really admiring princess Diana. Cause she was like the first person to like the first Royal to come to New York and then go to an AIDS hospital and, and like mm-hmm. touch people. And, and during the AIDS epidemic, that was just a really big thing to do to like have someone that so many people admired just knowing the right thing to do in a situation where someone is ill or someone is you know otherwise looked down upon and it seemed like no one else in the royal family had that touch to them 
as much as some people mm-hmm. can admire the queen, she's not exactly a warm and gentle or wasn't exactly like a warm, gentle person. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. At least from the portrayals that we get. Yeah, I think uh, I think the other thing that this episode had to its advantage is that it doesn't really introduce anybody new except for majors mm-hmm. um, who like we've definitely had the like prime minister who comes in uh, for a season, two seasons. But for the most part, it really is Elizabeth and Philip and then right. and then Charles, Diana and then, um, you know, uh, Margaret and and. Anne are both there and and the Queen Mother is there. We don't really get like a new, okay, now this person's here in this first episode in terms of somebody who, in the same way that in season three, that's when we start to be introduced to young, uh, to to younger Charles, right? So I Mm -hmm. think that the, um, I don't know, I'm debating whether that helps or hurts it a little bit in terms of um, would it have been kind of nice for like somebody new to come in? and, And Majors, clearly he sort of gets the, stinger on the episode of like it's a powder keg waiting to to explode um Mm. and and certainly he's you know talking about how their one side is out of touch one side is out of control Uh, uh he certainly will play a factor here but it's not like we sort of have like a new royal in the same way that we did right before like it's not like we're getting like will uh at all you know he's still pretty young so very um, this really this really is the Charles. And I guess that's because Diana like shows up in season four rather than season three. Right. So yeah, we have a lot of Charles and Diana stuff to sort through, I think before we can sort of move past that. So oh, um, for sure. I, yeah. I did just want to say before up top, uh, make sure you're subscribed posterrecaps.com slash the crown uh, to get all of our coverage rating and reviewing would be great, especially as the premiere has just dropped uh, uh, to help people find our coverage. Um, that would be great. Again, posterrecaps.com slash the crown and LT let's make an announcement how we're going to cover this show. So um, yeah. notably Shannon is, is not here on this episode. Shannon will be back by the time we are covering episode two of this and we'll have some other guests along the way. But, uh, you know, we are still figuring out how we're covering shows that drop all at once because there are the few of us who want to uh, savor this. Uh, we want to uh, watch it uh, and take our time with it um, and, and record a podcast for every episode. And, and even though these are real life events, not exactly be spoiled, but there are some LT who want to watch the whole darn thing in a full uh-huh. And so we are going to try to uh, cut the baby in half provide both of these things so We're cutting a baby uh, uh yeah who do you want to cut uh, harry is pretty young in this one He's no baby. get rid uh, of no. william <laughs> okay all right um <laughs> So what we're going to do is Shannon and I will have episodic coverage, but between episodes one and two, LT, mm-hmm. you and a special co-host are going to come back and talk about the whole thing. The whole Hell season, yeah, we are. It's going to be so yeah. great. I'm, I mean, there was no way in God's world that I was going to let the crown come on and not immediately binge it and have tons of things to say. Yeah. Uh, so I think that the folks at Post Show Recaps have realized that. And uh, is it okay if I announce who is <laughs> uh, who's yes, going to be doing yes, that? Yes, yes, that's okay. So, uh, yeah. fellow queen of gossip Sarah Ferguson and I are going to be sitting down to talk about all of the hot goss that happens in season five. And from what I've read so far, season five is like season five of The Wire in that in this season they do journalism. It's, so, and there's Dominic West, and there's Dominic West, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I completely forgot that he was even in the wire. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Probably uh, yeah. because he's Charles now, and so I am yeah. trained to dislike him. 
Yeah, and it always surprises me that he's British. So I feel like you like I know. He's, just, I know. he's supposed to be a guy from Baltimore. Yeah. He and Idris Elba. I was just like, what's yeah. happening when I found out they weren't British? Idris Elba not yeah. on the crown. Maybe should be. Should be someday. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, so yes, uh, so so we have our episode one coverage today. Early next week, uh, uh, LT and Sarah will bring you the full binge. They've watched the whole thing, um, mm-hmm. and we'll recap uh, all of season five. And then uh, beginning later that week, Shannon and I will be back with guests along the way, and we'll continue on our episodic coverage of The Crown. Um, so it's very exciting. Um, I believe we're going to have a similar model for 1899, which drops. Mm. Uh, uh, we just dropped our preview pod, um, and uh, and we'll have the same thing next week when the full season uh, uh, drops. Uh, the three of us, uh, Rich, Ariel, and I, are going to go uh, slowly, and we'll have some a crew come in who watch it quickly. Um, all right, let's chat about the episode. So really, I mean, boy, we get the flashback with Claire Foy. We're on the Britannia. Mm. Uh, boy, they're really like right away. I think I have the quotes here, which is just like uh, d- dependable and consistent. And, and you're like, yeah, okay, we get it. You're going to be around for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, get it. Yeah. 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 You basically, uh, cheese, like it was a uh, yeah. shock when you died because no one thought it was possible. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so it's, it's very funny. I do think that this episode, part of this is like, um, so the Sunday Times uh, article that's going to mm-hmm. be written about a poll in which half of the country thinks that Queen Elizabeth should abdicate her position. She has been around too long, which is hilarious, knowing that she will reign for another basically 30 years. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and I feel like there's always sort of been this joke of like, wow, Charles must be so mad that his mom just like won't die. Huh? Uh, but no, right. it's like actually apparently in 91, he's like, Actually, mom, what if you abdicated? <laughs> yeah. What if it was what time for new just, blood? Me, what if I don't Charles. become king at like 73 years old, mom? <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I love this. I love because uh, it's kind of like a thing I, you know, I think it's been joked about. But like, uh, you know, I was born in 1991. So I didn't know what Charles was thinking about. But yeah, that this turns out to oh. sort of be true that this Sunday Times article is going to come out. And the other thing I really, really liked about this episode LT mm-hmm. is the way in which, uh, and I don't like it because of what, how they did it, but there's still this thing that I think Shannon has brought up a lot, which is, yes, Queen Elizabeth is the queen of England. She's the queen of Britain. And also mm-hmm. she's a woman. And all of these right. stupid men in her life are like, don't let her read the papers. <laughs> so I know. Annoying, yeah. I know. The way that they, <sighs> well, first of all, like, why are all of these men trying to control a woman's reaction yeah. to a newspaper? Uh, second of all, don't take away reading material that I have gotten my hand on and lie to me and tell me that it's from last week. I mean, I feel like Anne would have put up more of a fight than she actually did. Um, yeah, that guy being th- like, uh, oh, it's yesterday's paper. It's like, well, it's called the Sunday Times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Well, last week's, I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, the idea that, I mean, and, and part of that is, you know, one of the criticisms of the royals is how thin-skinned they really are. Um, when you think of just, like, all of the press that surrounds them, they do showcase how the royal family controls a great deal of that press. I mean, not everybody is going to be able to get an advanced t- copy of the Sunday Times. You have to have the right mm-hmm. connections. Not every paper is going to write up a story, like a front-page story, saying the queen should abdicate poll says you know right um so 
yeah, I, I'm excited to just learn about how much control the royals do have over media because that's something that has been hotly debated in recent years, given um, well, yeah, everything that happened with Meghan and Harry. Well, what, what did you? What was your take? Because I, I feel like one of the things that Shannon and I talked about when we did the preview pods was that Claire Foy, such a likable person, and it's sort of this surprising thing I think as you're watching that you can be like, how are they going to make like Queen Elizabeth like rootable? Mm-hmm. Really do they really yeah. make her quite an uh, an empathetic figure, and then when Olivia Coleman comes in, is a much harsher, um, it, it's it's a much harsher depiction of Queen Elizabeth, and and like rightly so, I think, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like who she she is, and, and we talked about as she becomes the crown, um, that she loses her individualism, that she right. the, the way to be a good monarch is to be somebody who does exactly what the monarch is supposed to do. And that, that often means like being pretty awful to like the people around you. Like, you know, in those early seasons, she's pretty awful to Margaret, right? Um, in terms of like, you know, okay, you, can, you can't marry what's his face and uh, Townsend and, and whatever, but she's, she comes across very harsh. I think there's a, a point in this episode that I think um, she, there's two scenes here that I think stand out in terms of like Imelda Staunt really, really diving into this role. And, and it intrigues me about how she's going to be portrayed in these two scenes. I think especially mm-hmm. coming off the death of Queen Elizabeth. And I think that, I don't think that they changed much about this season, but certainly right. the scene where she does read the the poll and uh-huh. it zooms in so close to her face and she has these teardrops sort of coming, slowly coming, but she's like, she's not falling. She's not really crying. Right. It's like a teardrop coming. And then the other one is when she's asking majors to why he needs to fund the bill for the uh-huh. yacht. And she's saying, you know, I, all my palaces were given to me. This is the thing that I have that I have control over. It means right. a lot to me personally. And I feel yeah, like, this is you know, certainly the abdication scene, like reading the Sunday Times, is a much more, I think, empathetic uh, read because at least the other one, she's like, can I have $4 million to, to fix my <laughs> yacht? You know, that's yeah. a tough spell. <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, I think about this time comes off fairly empathetic in this in this episode yeah. to, a, to a degree. So I'm interested to see because I feel like the Olivia Coleman one was like, you know, there was there was some empathy in there, but it was a lot of like she's really mean Diana, you know, and yeah. Charles in particular. <clears throat> uh, and yeah. So I'm just wondering on your thoughts of uh, this this depiction of Amelia uh, of Queen Elizabeth in the first. Episode. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting what they do because it is so easy to see royals as just kind of a a set apart from the rest of humanity. So showing her getting a checkup, you know, just like the act of showing the queen getting a checkup with her private physician is very humanizing and Mm -hmm. going through issues that like all women face, like as we get older, it's harder for us to keep weight off. And that can become like for someone who is in the public eye, I, I don't even, I don't understand how anyone in the public eye manages to not have an eating disorder of some kind, if I'm being honest, because Mm -hmm. especially if you're a woman, your, your figure is reported on, like people actually report about it. And that would drive me wild, I think. Um, And not in a great way. Uh, so the the doctor's appointment really does go a step toward humanizing her and kind of giving us the idea like we see her making subtle changes we see her face wince a little bit when ann talks about you know at our age we need to exercise to keep the weight off Uh um you know you can tell those little barbs hurt her but she's also so strong and stoic that she really never let on which is why i'm glad they give her this moment that you mentioned of her reading the sunday times because it is 
just a, the, a moment of having the queen to herself by herself kind of you know being compared to queen victoria which is interesting because you know famously queen victoria's husband died very early on in life mm-hmm. uh, from basically getting pneumonia or a cold or something like that that he you know very early and she went into mourning like full mourning for years and was basically unseen and people started to question whether or not she was still the queen. Like, was she still ruling? Could a woman still do that if she's lost the man that means everything in the world to her? And so I think it's interesting that, you know, we've seen the reverence in past seasons that the queen and her sister have for queen Victoria. So the comparison is interesting and the way that, you know, the queen then uses it to try to make, you know, $4 million of repairs to a Royal yacht seem almost right. The right thing to do for <laughs> history's sake yeah, is very yeah. interesting. Um, and yeah, I I'm, I'm on board a lot quicker, I think for whatever reason with Imelda Staunton being queen. And then there's also just something that like kind of rem- like really more so than I think uh, Olivia Coleman's performance, which was amazing. But Imelda Staunton really looks like the queen quite a bit. She more. does. Yeah. Uh, uh, and is a lot smaller, yeah. like in terms of stature. Yeah. Too. That's uh, the only one I'm having trouble with is the height difference, but it's like, whatever, who cares? You can't the, make, yeah, you're going to make her taller, like taller exactly. or shorter. Uh, this, yeah. this, uh, this Diana is like actress. She's very, she's quite, she's, she's rather like tall six two, yeah. as well. Yeah. But whatever, you know, it's not, you know, it's, you know, uh, who cares? These are the I, actresses that they have. You know? I love yeah. Elizabeth Debicki so much. I've, I've been following her career, uh, loved her in widows. She's just been doing amazing work. Um, and I love when movies let her be tall. Because there's yes. so many, yes. there are just so many, you know, movie roles where she has to appear the same height as whoever her leading man is. Right. But Diana is quite clearly the star of this season. So I'm I'm just excited that she gets to be tall. Let Elizabeth Debicki be tall. I kind of thought in the way, like uh, season four ends on Diana. It ends on Emma Corrin. Yes. Like, a, like a, you know, the like classic crown shot of somebody's face uh, just zoomed in and they either they're mostly looking sad or contempt uh and and uh, diana gets it last season and so i kind of actually thought coming into this season that actually we're gonna get a lot more diana than we we actually did and i think that that part of that is like i know the season will have a lot of diana and so it's okay it's just like uh right. you know to a degree there's a really interesting piece of feedback i'll see if i can pull it up as we're chatting um okay. shannon talked about how if they were like, if the show came out now, if season one of the show came out now, you almost could do this like uh, reimagining of the season structures where like seasons one and two are Elizabeth and uh, Philip, seasons mm-hmm. two and three, or, or, or like three and four, sorry, are like Charles and Diana. Mm-hmm. And then like five and six become like Harry and Megan. And, and the. And yeah and so so this is the exact point is this is what we said is like i think the harry and megan stuff uh became so much bigger but uh mm-hmm. spencer who is actually named after princess diana spencer yeah uh, so has some credentials uh is a, a reader <laughs> sent in a bunch of feedback and uh he was uh, he makes a really good point that like uh you know the show is called the crown you know uh-huh. and it is really about how uh, the crown and specifically i think as this episode has shown us that it this was so much i think about elizabeth and then and then charles um uh-huh. that thinking about how might be you know could have been in the future about harry is like 
wrong probably in that what you're saying is it's actually probably at some point more likely to be about Willie than it is about any of uh, than than Harry per se. That Harry like wouldn't be in it, but this is yeah. about how being the person who will have the crown. You know, there's the right. crown of like you're part of the family and you're part of it, and then there's also this specific thing that only you know in this scenario there are only three of them who are ever in the situation. Right. Which is uh, and, and you know from season one you also have George so you have George Elizabeth Charles and then and then William right these are the right. only people who are in the same exact position in terms everyone else is like part of the family just mm-hmm. not in the way it's like okay now all the pressure is on you yeah. right yeah and just just thinking about it historically I mean it it was never an expectation in Elizabeth's life growing up initially that she was going to be in line for the throne until her uncle abdicated and her father became king and the way that they've managed to show the through line of that kind of idea all the way to now where uh the interesting contrast is that charles feels it is his birthright and he wants it now right? right they're just so different in how they approach things and i think that's part of the reason that Charles and the queen don't get along so well. Um, It's, it would be difficult for any parent to be walking around with a human reminder of their own mortality in a child. Uh, That would be difficult enough, but it it just also happens. I'm waiting mother. Waiting for you to die. Yeah. Waiting for you to die mother. It just so happens that, you know, the queen legitimately thinks that Charles would be shitty for it. (laughs) like the family like it just Mm -hmm. would not be good to have him be king in her mind uh because she just doesn't she doesn't see any of the kingly qualities that i think she would probably call it in charles that she would hope to see from someone who was gonna get her crown so i think that that's always interesting just looking at how much she either ignores her children or embraces them and in and you know in most cases the person that has the best relationship with their parents is Anne. Mm-hmm. yeah well she's uh she's philip's favorite yeah yeah she's definitely philip's favorite um but um, you know we see yeah. her having some good moments with her mom too but yeah, yeah it, it... Go, for, go for it yeah oh i was just gonna say that it's it's really really interesting kind of the contrast of showing Diane, or sorry, showing the queen as, you know, someone who had this thrust upon her and the weight that 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 she has to carry from that. And then showing Charles as someone who is entitled and expects this to be his and is wondering why he has to wait so long for it. Right. Uh, It is it is really interesting. It's really compelling. And so, yeah, what I really like, I think the writing here is really smart just in terms of of taking some of these things about their life. And so whether it's a thing that happens like the, the article that gets written and particularly the queen Victoria syndrome, uh, Ness mm-hmm. of it all, it's the name of the episode. And so having this poll that sort of delights Charles and thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a radical. He has this meeting with John majors, which for my money might be the most awkward Charles has been, uh, over yes. three seasons. It's, it's, <laughs> Oh boy, when he's like, and so what did you think of the story? And he's like, he's like, well, you know, and that, the line where he's like, uh, well, it'd be foolish to ignore a poll. And they just say, yeah, it'd be foolish to be driven by them as well. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so, and so good. Yeah. And so what I, I love here is this comparison because Queen Victoria was also in this thing where there was this talk about 
you should abdicate to let Edward mm -hmm. become the king. And once Edward became the king, he was actually sort of this novel, new, beloved uh, king. You know, he, he brings in sort of the, these changes that, um, you know, are, are well-received. He's, a, he's, a, he's sort of a well-received king. And I actually think it's very funny because I actually think that since becoming king, Charles, like in real life, Charles' reputation has actually got a bit of a bump. He has this very funny moment yeah. with... Um, uh, gosh, what well, Liz Truss, and she and he, she comes and he goes already back, huh? And like it's just like it's like I don't know. He like I don't know. There was something about I don't know what he's done. It's like much better than that. But like there, I feel like his reputation immediately was like fixed a little bit, it, you know. And it's not. I think there was a lot of rumors about will people want to leave the the uh, Commonwealth once he becomes a king? That hasn't happened, you know. That's so I you know anyway. I think it's kind of funny that th this all happening in real life and i feel like his reputation has been a little bit improved since becoming king but in this moment he's seeing this poll as something that he you know okay maybe this is it i could like convince my mom right um to to abdicate and she's saying no that she looks at queen victoria and what she provided uh which mm -hmm. you know the same as the ship was stability and and and, um, and, and a constant and be and just being there was like the thing that was most important and i think that this episode tries to show that she's slightly out of touch i think you know at least uh, uh philip um pushing for the yacht uh, to be to be fixed that i think this is a very interesting period in terms of what diana's death actually ends up doing to queen elizabeth i think is sort of where we're gonna yeah. end up this season in that right. she's not gonna be on board until she unfortunately passes away and, and she's going to, I think, make a, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But I do think she'll change a little bit. And not that she becomes this like super modernist, but like, yeah, she has to like change with the times a little bit. I do think Diana right. is sort of important um, in that. What I also love about Charles pushing to be king is that he is missing a huge piece of why he's popular, which is exactly Diana. Diana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just... The inability for some people to be self-aware is just hilarious at a certain point. Yeah. Um, the the fact that he doesn't realize the majority of his popularity, like people, the cameras are there calling her name. People right. are there to see her. And right. he gets booed like, last season when he when uh, <laughs> they're like, is Diana here? And he's like, nope, just me nope. playing polo. And they're like, boo. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the fact that that you could go through an instance like that, right, where you get booed for your wife not being there and you still don't realize that you're not the draw. Mm -hmm. It's just a level of, of self-awareness. It's like stratospheric self-unawareness. Um, yeah. But but I mean, that's the gilded kind of cage that this guy was raised up in. You know, he was raised saying you're going to be king. And in like the Anglican church, that is essentially saying that you are kind of second in line only to God, really. Like mm -hmm. you have a close relationship like with God. And so any, I feel like especially man is going to believe that, you know, their birthright needs to come to them in whatever their prime is, which is kind of what we're seeing here uh, with Charles. And the fact that he doesn't realize everything that he's doing to his own reputation. I mean, I think a lot of the, the stuff that helped to resurface his reputation when he became king happened under the queen's rule, which is that she said that it was okay for him to call Camilla queen. And like mm -hmm. one of the biggest issues that 
that the people in Great Britain have and people abroad have with Charles is that he cheated on Diana with Camilla. And then she died and like, you know, eventually married Camilla and no one really wanted to accept this woman. And we've all just kind of had to, but the queen coming forward and after all of those years and officially saying this person can be queen consort kind of gave Charles the legitimacy that I think that he was looking for in Mm -hmm. that relationship, even though he is married to that woman now. Well, it's who he wanted to marry all along. You know, I think that Shannon and I were both, we kind of became a little bit of, we, I think in the last podcast, we joked that we were Charles apologists a bit because like he, which I know, I know, because he's (laughs) awful to Diana, but it's, it's like, if his family just doesn't get involved, you know, this is not, you know, this is very much like, you know, um, know, it feels like things could have been smoother between him and Camilla. They just get together. That's mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, uh, so it's it's a bit sad to that, like you know Mountbatten and the Queen Mother get involved to make sure that's not Camilla, right? And so I feel like in the way that that um, you know making sure that she's going to be called Queen Consort from 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 Elizabeth, I think is a little bit of like, yeah, probably. Sorry, we sh- probably should have just like get married. Yeah, let you get married. <laughs> in the first that, you place. Know? Remember yeah. that one time yeah. when we prevented your happiness? You can have it now. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, th- I think it's, yeah, I think it's very funny. So, so Charles is like, yeah, I'm a radical, you know, I'm like, which is like so funny because he's like, how, how, how radical can you really be? But he's not realizing that so much of it is due to Diana. And so we still see that like the relationship is so fraught. Um, the, it, it, like, you know, they're going on their second honeymoon. Uh, Charles is going to say, you know, when a bride oh and groom, God. you know, are together, uh, he says like, yeah, how, how, uh, you know, how good can a second honeymoon be? Like, were they not there for the first honeymoon? Right. You know, like it's, you know, it can't be that good of a PR trip. If like the first one was that bad, there's the whole shopping, like the, the itinerary, what we're doing and Diana wanting to go shopping. And it's so sweet when William I and Charles, uh, William and Harry story are like, we want to go shopping, Daddy. Yeah. you know? And then she gives them the game boy secretly in the room later. I like, know. God, this one is going to break me. I don't know. Did you watch Spencer? Did you watch the, I did um, see Spencer a couple times. This, oh, the stuff with like, 
uh, kids, Diana yeah. and the kids. It like, yeah, it, it's absolutely gonna ruin it's, me this season. It's so, I, I'm yeah. not looking forward to it. Yeah, because one of the things that I always admired about Princess Diana was the fact that she was such an openly, she looked just like a fun mom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm um William's age. So, you know, growing right. up, like being the same age as him and seeing him, like her take him to Disney World or, you know, like just yeah. uh, go on the school runs like that. Yeah. That's not typical royal behavior. It's just not. It might be more normalized now, but before you're either getting tutored in your rooms or you're going to an expensive boarding school and you'll see your parents at the end of term, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas we really see Diana or saw Diana just being so natural with her kids. And yeah. the idea that they are so sensitive already, um, especially William, like being the older kid, he yeah. knows when his parents are arguing. He knows that unless he's on his mom's side, no one's going to be on his mom's side. And yeah. who wouldn't want to go shopping off the Amafi coast? Like, are you kidding? Aww. It's literally in a Beyonce song. Like, let that woman go shopping. <sighs> it's so sad. <laughs> it's so cute and so sad all at the same time. Yeah, like, and just she's like, playing yeah. the music on the boat, you know, like, yeah. and Charles is like, I can't believe that our definitions of fun are so different. It's like, yeah, she actually has fun. <laughs> like, that looks fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm, I know that uh, we've some friends uh in the discord who are still a little bit hung up on the casting i i think for the most part at the end of episode of one which I, one I'm, well i i don't know so what i'll right. say is that i think i think dominic west for me philip is kind of the most like i feel like uh jonathan price is clearly an amazing actor but i yeah. i feel like he doesn't have i don't know i feel like there's something about old uh uh philip that i'm not quite seeing jonathan price um like i think spark. some people yeah, I don't know. He well, there's also like the famous photo of him just being. I know this is when he's like very old, but like, have you seen the one of him just looking incredibly like death, like, uh, dead? like in the back? Yeah, yeah, in the back of the car. Like, I don't know. There is just something I feel like I'm not seeing in the same way that I think a lot of the other casting choices actually do look really good. I think part of most of the time, I'm feeling like either like the voice or the look is yeah. good, and sometimes yeah. both of them. Like, I think, um, I think that Charles. Like and people say he doesn't look like him. I think like I think he looks kind of as much like him as like as like uh, Josh O'Connor did. Like I, I, so I you know Josh yeah. O'Connor like had that very uh, he had that head tilt thing like that that Charles does where he kind of like keeps his head on a like a I don't know how to describe it but like both Charles and Diana have do very interesting things with their heads <laughs> and their yeah, heads I don't know and neck it's, posture. Like I went and watched the one where he says. um, uh, what does he say? Uh, there's one of one of his gaps. He, he has a couple uh, Charles during uh, season four with Diana. And he has one. I went back and looked and I'm like, oh God, like Charles just looks so like young Charles just is like the most unique man alive. And I like in terms of looks. And so I feel like nobody can really match it. But boy, if I'm going to critique some of the casting true. choices, Elizabeth Debicki is just friggin' killing it. She looks so much like, it's like oh she looks gosh. like her and she sounds like sounds her. like her. And I'll give uh, Spencer a big, that I was like, I don't really know Debicki. She's like in Guardians of the Galaxy. She was in Tenet. Yeah. She's in Great Gatsby. Um, she's, great. she's great. I actually, I actually think, uh, yeah, this is like Man tremendous. She's amazing. This is tremendous casting. She's so good. It's like the inflection of Diana is so spot on. Uh, yeah. It's so friggin' good. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. When I when I heard that she got that role, I was like, done, done and dusted. I'm I'm definitely in for this season. 
I was going to watch it anyway, obviously, but Elizabeth Debicki is just perfect for this role. Um, you know, she gets the long ballerina lines of, of you know, because I think actually Elizabeth Debicki was also a dancer before mm-hmm. an actress. She's so a she model, has, I think, as well. Yeah, think, yeah. yeah. Who could, like, looking like that, of course. Yeah. Um, I saw her do, um, I don't remember which site this was for, but it's on YouTube. You can find it. Elizabeth Debicki goes through some of uh, Princess Diana's most classic looks over mm-hmm. the years and ones that they recreated for this season of The Crown. And it was just know, really some interesting. Don't, some of them don't look great, I have to say. So, I mean, it's very, like, <laughs> very 90s, like, late 80s, yeah. 90s styling, which just can't yeah. look great, you know, all the time, yeah. honestly. Yeah. There's some uh, of the stuff that they didn't get quite the, like, stuff right. But to me, I'm not, like, they, they I, I, I can get it through, differently. You know. Yeah, yeah. That they, they yeah. tailor it like it's today, but they need yeah. to tailor it like it was the 80s. And I, I don't think that anyone has ever fully gotten Diana's haircut right. Like, Agreed. I remember yeah. last season they, they were saying that there's, like, one person in all of Great Britain who can do this hair, mm-hmm. uh, this haircut, and they've basically forgotten how to do it because no one has requested it in, like, 30 years. Right um so yeah i just think this is so she's so good um and again i was a little surprised at what there was she wasn't more diana it's this scene it's a scene with the boys uh when they actually fight when she learns that the trip needs to be cut short she's really mad yeah. about that i think that's fair i love the line um we said yeah we just we said we would take the photo together and i said i would do it on one i would make you look like an adoring husband and father on one condition is it what's yeah. the one condition that, that you would be an adoring father, adoring husband and husband. father. yeah it's so good it's so good um and so yeah and i you know i'm interested to see how they sort of play out that because you know if you think about where we sort of have to be by the end they do yeah that scene they do zoom out and i feel like um uh they're not we we, we don't get like a full-on fight like that sort of line is sort of the caper to that scene and then we zoom out and it's sort of like we're seeing it happening i think we've seen enough of them to know that this like marriage isn't gonna work and i feel like pretty soon we're gonna get to the like yeah i think she tells me she sells majors like yeah i don't give any of these three relationships six months six months hers and's or andrews yeah yeah. and she's right uh you know there's a reason that we're leading up to the anis horribilis um as the queen put it yeah uh yeah it's i'm just i'm very excited um having only watched this one episode to do the podcast um i'm just kind of like awake in anticipation of getting to watch this season so good Mm -hmm. and and the 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 casting of diana had to be great because emma corrin they did a great job last season with that role she really killed so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anybody hasn't, uh, oh, sorry. I didn't realize that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, thank they're you. They're non um, uh, That uh, if anybody hasn't watched uh, My Policeman, she, I, I don't know, it's the best movie, but they're very strong in that movie. So that's yeah. true. I, I, yeah. what I remember of that movie, <laughs> I watched it on vacation. Uh, yeah. Definitely the best part of it. Yeah. Um, all right let's um uh let's talk about some of the other folks who are here so philip really uh mm-hmm. he's really a wife guy this episode i feel he's like a wife uh, he's guy. like he's like i gotta do the budget for the yacht that's what i yeah. gotta do i'm gonna be really he yells at john major at the party he does it's great yeah he he's a he's a wife guy in this episode which is going to be a contrast from a lot of the other episodes of this season yeah. uh but yeah it's you know it's very hard though i think um, it was managed a little better than what Jonathan Price did, but it's very hard to capture 
the essence essentially that Matt Smith put into his performance as uh, Prince Philip, like just imagining Prince Philip, like an older Matt Smith. And I don't necessarily slot Jonathan Price in for that. So I'm glad of what he's doing for his wife in this episode. It's going to take, this is the one casting choice that is going to take me a little bit, I think to warm up to. I think so too. The only thing that I think sort of helps is that as Shannon and I chatted about, uh, Shannon was very annoyed by the episode where he wants to meet the astronauts. Cause it's like, boy, don't we know his story? Isn't a story done. And so I do yeah. think that we don't have much more like, like a Philip centric episode. Stuff. I, there, I mean, there's, yeah? some, there's some affair stuff going on uh, around this time. Philip. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's why I said he's a wife guy for this episode. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. They're going to get into uh, his, is it her, his, maybe his relationship with Penny Natchbull, who, if I'm not mistaken, is also like a cousin of his. Because, oh, cool. of course, uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, but yeah, I, like someone who was like, at, like openly at his funeral, someone that he spent a lot of his final time with as well uh yeah okay interesting uh yeah uh b- b- also a granddaughter of uh of of, of queen victoria so why not yep. definitely you know, related just throw okay. all of them in there i didn't really know that so that's very interesting yeah. um yeah i'm so, excited to see what yeah. he does with that because i don't think we've seen a smarmy jonathan price you know what i mean like i i think that his uh, uh, uh maybe as the as the i was the just about to throw, say, the high sparrow yeah. yeah the high sparrow is smarmy but in a in a different more pious yeah. way like this yeah. this is a just like down and dirty kind of smarmy that you would expect from matt smith like we need the matt smith energy to continue throughout yeah. the the philip portrayals yeah, so that should be interesting. Although a little like uh, kind of like the whole, f- I think is like uh, that that season two, the end of season two is when they're sort of on the same page when he yells yes. at everybody for the picture yes. and she's like smiling. Uh, so it's a little sad <laughs> that like uh, they're not going to be like uh, this team. Um, Anne, I thought I thought Anne's uh, Anne loves lighthouses. Who knew? Yeah, and the yeah. new equerry. Yeah, apparently um and doesn't have a, a ton i do feel like Anne is going to slot well into i mean uh, it's a role that she plays i think tremendously well in three and four but i think um potentially as margaret i know margaret's um gonna have some health mm-hmm. issues around uh you know the end of her uh, life like the last 10 years or so um and so we really get very little margaret and we get very little of the queen mother uh, that doesn't seem to be like the queen mother right. is doing particularly well um but i feel like this and just being like the most real royal to just be like i'm gonna call out everything um yes. that's happening in our family uh does feel like fun like literally like looking through binoculars to be like look what i see that you all can't see i see a whale look i see the lighthouse you know? i know yeah. i i love Anne. i really do love Anne's character i'm trying to find uh the name of the actress that I will say her. this Anne looks so much like just her. like Anne. Anne. Yeah. It's so much like Anne. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll pull it up here. I have all of them. Uh, it's Leslie Manville. No, that's princess that's, Margaret. That's Margaret. So uh, anyway, but she uh, looks Claudia Harrison, right? Claudia Harrison. Um, so yeah, I think this actress does look a lot like Anne. Um, and I am, just she, she just seems like i don't know i just i like Anne. um i Me cannot be, yeah. i cannot believe that 
the show didn't take advantage of the fact that she was nearly kidnapped IRL and I know Shannon that. was upset that that was not an episode. <laughs> yeah. As well. uh, yeah. It's too late now, but um, yeah. And marriage, it famously implodes during this time as well yeah. um, with her husband kind of like fathering children. I think outside of the relationship is in addition to everything else that happens. The um, other the other siblings are in this episode, but only only like at the at the Scottish party. The, yeah, the Gillies. Ball. I will say that the, the time I was like, oh my god, looks so much like Anne is when she's getting ready. When she's get, they're all individually getting ready, and yeah. the picture of her like looking in the mirror, I, I was just like, holy cow! But um, yeah, I do expect that Anne's. It's referenced, I think, a couple of times. She's asking about the man below yes. on the deck or uh-huh. at the lighthouse, and she's like, "Why would you take a dress? Like you're married." <laughs> yeah, she's totally <laughs> technically. <laughs> it's so good so only technically and then and then diana comments that the marriage perhaps has six months to go so yeah um yeah most the most self-aware person in the family um uh, other than diana is probably Anne. yeah and, I, I, you I, know yeah and definitely knows what she wants and she always has and she's always gone to get it so I'm I'm excited to see what we're going to get from Anne this season. I really really like this actress a lot. Uh, she was apparently in the IT crowd. That's why I oh, recognize yes. her. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what she does and and maybe they give her a little more because I I feel like I always want more Anne. Me too. I thought I thought Anne was just like showed up and just like oh my gosh yes this is uh, you're the successor to Margaret. I think that first season of Margaret and she's so she's so great. I think actually in my reimagine like when i was rethinking at the end of the season that like i almost feel like Anne did what i thought helena bottom carter was going to do in season three and four in like my memory that like helena carter is really like not super uh in in season three like she is but also mm-hmm. is much different than i remembered um yeah. so yeah then leslie manville is it joins as 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 margaret in season five we really don't get much from margaret um she uh she has this little cute interaction with elizabeth when they see each other uh i think it's yeah. hello you it's like oh hello you hello you hello you um yeah and, uh yeah. yeah and she has this great discussion with the prime minister so i think that right. she's actually kind of perfect as margaret leslie manville um uh-huh. because she has all of the all of the like haughty attitude that <laughs> that uh princess margaret is known for like you know she's done with her drink and instead of just going to ask for another one she just clinks on the glass with her nail um right she's just she's very spoiled like very entitled and loves it so i mean that's really what you need i think to play this character and i think leslie manville's having fun with this one the only thing that I'm getting caught up on, and it re- again really doesn't matter, is I feel like there's such a jump between like this is the like from Josh O'Connor to Dominic mm-hmm. West, from like even Olivia Coleman to uh, Amelda Staunton feels yeah. like just a bigger gap. Uh, I feel like um, Helen Bottom Carter to Leslie Manville is like not. It, it's it not that big of a gap. Yeah, they're like ten years, I think, different uh, yeah. uh, in age. Which you know, when, again, I feel bad. But like she doesn't look old enough, you know, or whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's my only thing. Uh, but I was really, I, I thought that what we got was really good. Um, and unfortunately, I do think that the stuff with the Queen Mother, played by uh, Marsha Warren, uh, mm-hmm. is just going to be sad. Sounds like she's uh, suffering from dementia here. Um, he's like, we oh. read the papers and went for a walk. He's like. We didn't read the papers. <laughs> it's like, no, I, that's I just my. That, I think no. So what I got from that actually was they still hadn't shown the Queen the Sunday Times, and so Margaret was oh, trying to deflect okay. from okay. 
that conversation, like knowing they probably won't have showed her this on a ship because everybody wanted to get out there out of there alive. Um, so she was, that's why she was like, you look so pretty. Doesn't she look pretty mommy? Um, right, like right. trying to, de- to take all attention away from the newspapers. Cause the next right. question is, Oh really? What was in the papers that made you go on a long walk? Right. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. I was worried that this was like, mother's not doing well. Not. Oh my God. I, uh, from what I understand, the queen mother, you know, who died at a ripe old age was still in possession of her faculties. Yeah. When she, okay. when she did. All right, the, that's the good. people that's... in that family live a long time. Hmm. I'm sure Sounds the like access to healthcare access. has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, these rich people getting access to healthcare. Uh, oh, okay. Well, she lives to be 100 years. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, she's not going away anytime soon. Okay, no. interesting. No, wow. she's a wild for it. She lives longer, I think, than um, than Margaret. Than yeah. Margaret. Yeah, I think that's true. Margaret, I know uh, last season we have Margaret like with the air, um, like to, uh, breathing the, the oxygen, stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah, the oxygen. So it's gonna be rough. Um, is there any? Is there anything? Do we miss anything? Do we miss anything from this episode? Um, I don't think so. I I'm really interested because I'm always interested in the relationship that the queen has with her prime ministers. I think that's one of the. I, I was actually going to mention this. We didn't really talk about the tea scene, but we we get we get uh, a classic. Elizabeth meets with the prime minister. Scene. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you notice that, you know, when Elizabeth is making her tea, she doesn't put any cream in there because she's like watching her figure. Um, and she is very staunch in terms of pleading her case for why this old we, ship. <laughs> we've had this be before. We've had this um, this thing. I think there's an Olivia Coleman scene and I cannot remember what it is. But she says, basically Elizabeth says, like, I don't ask for anything. And so when I ask you for something, like, I want you to say yes. Like, it's so annoying that I never ask for anything. Yeah. I ask for something, you say no. It's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe there's like an Olivia Coleman scene that's like very similar to that one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There is for sure. And I mean, she really doesn't ask for much, but it is also just hilarious to be asking for repairs to your old ship uh, during a recession. Um, and asking, even though you have more money than the royal family has ever had before, asking for the government to pay for your ship. Well, is... do you know what I like is Philip is being like, uh, you know, it actually does bring in money too. Like, it's not like we're always on it. We rent it out. Like, you mm. know, I thought that there was like actually some. And, and again, it comes down I to this feel thing. Like, yeah. I feel like that's just like what celebrities these days say about their private jets. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I didn't. I'm not the reason for the CO2 emissions. I rent it out all the time. Um, yes. Um, what I, I do think is interesting as a plot point here is I do think we are out of time. I think when Elizabeth passed, there is still, I think this conversation of like, what is the monarchy important for? Um, I feel like it's a thing actually the show kind of, um, has very rarely delved into that question as much as I maybe think the show sometimes could mm-hmm. of they say right like it's for stability it's to be this like presence that people you know and i think that when the queen died there was this stuff of like are you sad about the queen dying or are you not sad about the queen dying? right are you gonna go line up in the queue for a day or are you not like do you not care and so it reinvigorated that conversation a little bit and so essentially what they're both saying right um they're what's interesting i think about this the ship talk and and, and when um elizabeth asks ask majors and Philip says this later, it's like, it's a deeply personal thing for her. It's not, it is important from a like 
national thing. She she cites the history that like every king since since Charles II or first right. or whatever has had a yacht. Um, that there's a reason why it's important as a symbol of the monarchy and 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 the in the nation. But also like on top of that, it's also like a thing for me, and I don't get much for me. Like there is, I think it was right. very interesting to re-engage this idea of like you know it's a very privileged position to be. The, the monarch. And it's a thing I think it's very interesting about, like, you know, I was not expecting for to, when I started watching The Crown season one, episode one, to ever think I would sympathize with Charles, knowing that, like, right. he is the one who cheats on Diana. He's so mean to Diana and Diana passes away. And yet this show is like, well, he didn't really choose to be in this position. And yes, he is lucky that he gets to be in this position, but also, like, it's not so black and white, which is the thing I think I really like about the show. And I think like, yeah, the yacht feels so heavy handed. It feels like such a heavy handed metaphor. It does. I kind of love yeah. it. I kind of love yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does feel heavy handed, but, you know, we're talking about one of the richest families in the entire world mm -hmm. and their comfort. And so what else are we going to be discussing? You know, like pairs of shoes? No, we're, right. we're going to be right. talking about a royal yacht. Um, right which is just a level of wealth to which I will hopefully have access at some day, but currently don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're working on the PSR yeah. yacht. I think we believe exactly. Josh, it's an important <laughs> status of uh, it's a status symbol. You it's know? a very yeah. important. We could do podcasting on the seas. I don't understand why yeah. it's taken so long to get this yacht idea off the ground. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the PSR yacht, uh, please donate to our Patreon <laughs> so that we can get our oh. yacht. Uh, well, one thing we did, uh, is it that that's not the Natchbull family who is they go on the vacation with? Is it? I'm seeing that maybe that might be in my notes here. That it could be the Natchbull family. It could be. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know so, the so name of the family that they went on vacation with. So apparently it's Penelope Latch a Natchbull who is the person who will be involved. Uh, the, he does carriage driving with Penelope and Natchbull. Right. Um, and apparently, there's uh, just some notes here that's at the. They might be at the airport. Um, so anyway, and, and I mean, the other piece of this episode we don't really talk about, which is that um, uh, Charles's friend, his daughter had cancer um, yeah. and 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 sort of that. And to me, I, um, you know, there's part of it that's probably just that's who they went on their honeymoon with. And it's this interesting story. But the show is so good at interweaving plot and theme. And so I don't know. The only thing I could is like, um, I don't know, there's like some mortality about like, you know, Charles clearly is not like as close with his kids as like right. uh, diana is um you know he's literally thinking about that like if my mom dies you know then i get to be kidding but she's not gonna she's not dying so i need her to have you know i don't know i just thought that's the only kind of piece of the, the episode that we didn't really touch on which is that charles's friend's daughter had cancer yeah yeah and that's also diana's goddaughter we find right. out um, well, there is also a very cute scene where she she kneels down and they hug. And yeah. so, like, maybe it's, it also could be in there. Just be like, "Wow, friggin' Diana's the best." And Charles sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's not the f first or only time that we're gonna have that feeling. Um, I, I think it was it was kind of if I am the person who is in charge of Diana's diary, I maybe don't tell her about the second honeymoon thing because that's just gonna get her hopes up. And yeah. it's not like Charles said it. It's like what came from his press guy. 
What if, um, what if, um, what if this whole thing, this is a Peter Morgan, uh, uh, project. He's also, you know, he's uh, wrote the crane also wrote like Frost Nixon and all these other, yeah. what if, what if he actually just like hates princess Diana and this is all to set up the princess, Diana, like the whole season is right. like, Oh my God, princess Diana is awful. Poor Charles. You know, what if it's that? Uh-huh. what if he's a, what if he's a Diana hater? Yeah. That I see you, Peter be, Morgan. I see you, Peter Morgan. He did yeah. say that this show is a love letter to the queen. That's so, true. That's you know, true. uh, yeah. But yeah, I no, I, so. I think that I think that what is going to happen is that because it does happen more often than not on this show is that the truth is going to come out and uh, people are going to go wild about it. Like I the the British press are already in like full overload at this uh, moment. Both Tony Blair and John Major were like, uh, I think a disclaimer needs to be added to each episode. <laughs> and then even Dame Judi Dench was out here being who she's literally played. Uh, she's literally yes. played like four monarchs all in the life. queens and she's like uh i actually think i agree with that it's like what are you doing what are you doing yeah, we all know it's fiction it. Listen, yeah we all know it's fiction nobody's take what i do I, I joked with shannon that like the way i watch the show it takes me like two hours to watch an episode and what i do is i like i'm like watching watching and i'm like oh google google oh pause because yes. they haven't been t- paying attention for two minutes we got pause right. and i'll rewind and watch that scene you know i'm like you know we're you know i feel like there's a world where I'll see someone's going to be mad at us to learn that like Philip was having an affair, even like real Listen, life. You, you know, know? Yeah. we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't either of well, us. Well, I did. I did. Uh, unless introduce, you did you? I did introduce Penelope. Uh, oh no! To Prince I was like, I well, think you two would be excellent together. <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of, almost not admire. It's just, it's very interesting to see how these, you know rich families essentially all of the infidelity that happens happens in like the circle of people that you go to church with every sunday or you know like you're all walking to church at the same time as like your your husband is there and so is his mistress who is also your cousin uh it's wild it's because they all just wedded off to each other and, and, yeah. and nobody knows what it's like to be a royal. So they all no. just are like, well, I guess so fun comfort to do, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you bring in one, like basically still very privileged young uh, lady, yes. Diana, uh, but she's still, like not royal. And it's just like, she gets like totally effed over. It all, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. She dares to, to yeah. be the black sheep uh, yeah. of the family. All right. Well, I think that that is season five, episode one, Queen Victoria Syndrome. Um, LT, I am I am slightly jealous that you get to go and watch this whole thing now. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I you woke up and today it's... with like an extra spring in my step. I was like, all right, it's time to put on the crown, people. Yep. We're here. So so you and uh, uh, our one and only Sarah Ferguson, Sarah Duchess of York. Uh, what if it was actually Sarah Duchess of York? What if we booked? What if we booked a literal member of the British royal? Are family? you kidding? She'd probably do it. Like Fergie is notoriously bored. Listen, <laughs> at all the, times. the best part is that uh, the best thing in about her bio is that she is an, she's the ex-wife of Prince Andrew. It's like yeah, phew, it still lives literally. with him. Still lives with him. Does she? No. Yeah. No, oh, they do. Like they lived it. They're back together. Oh well, okay. Well, then we're absolutely not having that. Yeah. Sarah Ferguson. We're I, have I, the when real you said Sarah that, I was Ferguson. like, really? No, we're gonna have the real <laughs> I Sarah. To talk Ferguson. to that woman, uh, Duchess of PSR. Yeah, Sarah Ferguson. Uh, so you and Sarah will have watched the whole thing. If if you go and binge it, uh, you can go and watch it, and then uh, come hang out with Shannon and I as we go episode by episode, and maybe at the end, the four of us should 
potentially uh, have a have a family reunion. Uh, of Listen, uh, yeah. I would I would love to come back and talk about literally any episode yeah. of this show. Yeah. Um, I would love to come back and do uh, a, a you know feedback yeah. show for the ages. Yeah, or yeah, we'll 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 regather uh, at the end. Um, so yes, uh, that should be fun. Sir and I will have some guests along. Uh, sorry, Shannon and I. We'll have guests mm. along the way. Um, uh, yeah, and don't forget to subscribe. PostureRecaps.com slash The Crown. Uh, rate and review is much appreciated. Help us bump up the charts and and uh, get some more ears on the thing. If you have feedback for us, um, you can do that in the Discord if you're a patron. Um, if you have full like season coverage, I'm sure LT will take that uh, uh, at LK Starks. Uh, if you have episode-by-episode episode coverage, you can send that uh, to me. Just make sure it's like very clearly labeled. I really don't yes. care that much about spoilers. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't care. Show, it's a historical show. Um, but just so that I can make sure I'm getting it for the right episode. Um, yeah. And other people in. might care. <laughs> you know, yes. if you're putting it on the Discord, just make sure you're putting well, yeah, it has spoiler. to be spoiler tagged if it's on the Discord. Yeah. I'm also at graceofposherrecaps.com. You can send me that. That's how Spencer sent in his feedback. I'm very excited to get into Ooh, more of that as we go. I want an along. email. I know. I know. Well, I'm sure you can get one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll work on that. Um, in the meantime, LT, what else do you have going on? I, it is a lovely day to, lo to love television, frankly. It, it is, is Wednesday, it is. which means yeah. that there is a new episode of Andor out. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I managed to fit in just before doing I, this podcast. I saw Joanna Robinson be like, if you as quickly as possible to watch this right. episode, you should go watch it. Whenever yeah. JoJo tells me to do anything, and yes, I know her that well, mm -hmm. uh, just call her JoJo, um, yes. I do it. And uh, I did not watch it. I didn't do it live, but I, I woke up this morning, watched The Crown, and then watched that. So uh, DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick, who I also recently met, um, um, will be convening to do the podcast on that later today. Um, what else am I doing? Um, Wednesday, uh, not the day, but the show is coming to Netflix very soon um, in just a couple weeks. And Myself and Marissa Garza will be uh, talking all about it. So hopefully if you've got any love for the Adams family in you, um, then yeah. you'll, you'll watch Wednesday um, <laughs> to just be very on brand. I'm going to be uh, going to the shit nineties pod uh, to speak with Sarah Ferguson yes. and also with Jess about the Adams family, because why not? Um, got to revisit the movie before the show comes out. Uh, and I am also working with the We Got Y'all crew, which officially all met <laughs> together. The trio was finally re reunited or united for the first time. And uh, we are talking about the final season of Atlanta. It is the final episode of the entire series coming this Thursday. And I don't know what to think of it. Like, I'm sad that it's ending, but uh, mm -hmm. you can join me and Mari and Chappelle and talk all about it. Please send us feedback. Um, you can do that uh, by uh, talking to me on the Discord, or you can tweet me at LK Starks, or send a picture of what you might like us to talk about to me mm -hmm. on Instagram um, at Stormboard1222. Oh. Fun. Um, yeah, a busy month here. Uh, LT, you didn't even like, I feel like we move on so quickly. Like, you did the whole Flanagan verse. So you covered oh, that. Right. There's so much like in the feed. <laughs> like, you know, there's so much. So I feel like we just move on so quickly. Yeah, this the Flan, yeah. we get did the Flanagan yeah, the verse, thing. the aerial interview with the yeah. vampire. Remember that? Yeah, show? you came on for that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The finale, uh, is, is available. Uh, I slash, know. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, me too. It was I've really good. It, it was really, it was really very, good. very good. 
Well, great segue. Rich and I are covering interview with the vampire. Um, so check out our coverage of that. Uh, I recently joined uh, Mike Bloom and Taryn Armstrong to do a House of the Dragon, uh, Big Brother, Brant Steel, Oops, All Targaryens, even though it's not all Targaryens. <laughs> um, but that was very, very fun. I believe the audio is out as you're listening to this and the video is coming shortly. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, also we dropped our preview coverage for 1899. Uh, Dark is my favorite, uh, scripted show of all time. And the creators mm. have a new show called 1899. I think check out our preview pod and the whole season drops next week. We're going to do similar coverage where Rich, Ariel, and I will chat about the premiere. Josh and a guest will watch the whole thing. And then Rich and I will go back. That's like a full on mystery show. So yeah, yeah please don't spoil me about that. One. Please don't um, ruin it for yeah. me either. Yeah. Um, uh, I also have a post recaps theater with Ariel, uh, a big week LTU. I, I don't know that I'll be able to join as you and Ariel chat about Till. Um, and we chatted about Weird, the Al Yankovic story earlier mm. this week. Uh, and, the, and the patrons voted for uh, the best movies about music. Uh, LTU, nice. So check out that pod. I will. Uh, roll call. Yeah, over on, on Rob as a podcast on the Twitch and YouTube channels. We play board games each month. So that has been very fun. I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. Um, we'll be back. Uh, well, I will not be back. LT and Sarah will be back uh, for the full season binge pod. Then Shannon and I will be back for episode two. Very excited. Looking forward to that. LT, thanks for joining. I'll pass over. I'll take here. I'll take the crown off. You can have it. Got you it. can put it on. Okay, great. Uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.